This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rachel Hampton. And I'm Candace Lim, and you're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it, Slate's podcast about internet culture. And I'm screaming, crying, throwing up out of joy because after 10 whole months, our search for co host has finally ended. Our long national nightmare is over. Y'all will never have to hear me go long on Tumblr ever again. That's a lie. I'm lying, but I'm not lying about the co-host. Please welcome Candace Lim to the ICYMI, babe. Candace, come to us from NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour, where she was a producer. You've heard her here on ICYMI telling me all about Emma Chamberlain, and now she's here to stay forever. Candace, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hi, Rachel. This is this is really exciting. I think I have been waiting for this day. I've been waiting for this moment. I think the girls, they wanted this. And if you're listening to this, guess what? You're a girl. You are in all of its non-binary meaning. Mm. I'm so fucking excited you're here also can we give a shout out to the two listeners who guessed correctly that you were gonna be the co-host one of which was miranda and the other was emily y'all are psychic or very smart but you were really a hot contender everyone was just like candace was just so incredible on the show. And honestly, I agree with them. Now that you're officially on the team, I can finally say that you were the first person we did a test episode with. And after we recorded and prepped together, I very consciously had to be like, I can't think about how well that went because it's not fair to anybody else. Like, I have to audition other people. Which is all to say, I was pretty much obsessed with you from the beginning. Oh my God. I mean, Rachel, that's so sweet to hear because... I will be honest, I tried really hard to not think about it, but I was like, I really hope Rachel likes me. Like that moment where she laughed at my one joke at that one taping, I hope she really liked me. And I mean, I love this team. I've loved this podcast since day one. No, and I just want to shout out Emily and Miranda for writing that in because in that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is this is what it's like to be on Dumois. And I was like, wow, my 15 minutes of fame is here I'm soaking in it, soaking in it. I'm dry. Um, But at the end of the day, like, I'm happy that people are excited about me, about us, about the show, because we really can only go uphill from here. I think so. Oh, I know so. It is truly only uphill from here. I feel so warm and fuzzy. I'm so happy that you're here. You also pretty much instantly made ICYMI history by providing the last answer 
to my old standard question, which was, is Jesus Christ the Son of God hot? And if I'm remembering correctly, you referred to him as um, J. Cole Christ, which... Mm-hmm. <sighs> what is mm-hmm. it like to be so iconic? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, look, the only thing better than being the first is being the last. And that's my comment on that moment. Wow. And there you go. Making history once again, mm-hmm. just over and over. I will say that means that because I asked you, was Jesus Christ canonically hot? I didn't ask you the actual standard question we now ask. So mm-hmm. you now have to answer this, which is what is your very first internet memory? Me, third grade. I was put into this like one-to-one laptop program. It was this like Apple initiative that they supported at my elementary school. And I was essentially a guinea pig. Their whole thing was like, if I give 10 third graders, I book G4s, will they one, save paper, two, become smarter? The answer was no, by the way. The answer was no to both. Um, But I was really obsessed with music videos at the time. So I would go home I would go on AOL.com slash music and I would just watch like Paris Hilton's Stars Are Blind. Loved. I'd watch Lindsay Lohan, Rumors. Loved. But it was also the first time I interacted with iTunes. So I remember the first day I got my iBook G4. I took that bitch. I went home. I connected to Wi-Fi, no password. And I downloaded my very first song, which was Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston. Your way to beautiful girls. That's why it'll never it was sweeping the nation at the time. It was sweeping the nation. Um, and then the second thing I downloaded was the pilot episode of Hannah Montana because <laughs> Hannah, she was sweeping the nation as well. And so that's my first internet memory, I think. Wow. I'm really basking in the extremely early odds glory of both Sean Kingston's Beautiful Girls and the pilot episode of Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. You had and continue to have taste. This does remind me that my mother would not let me listen to that song because he said suicidal in it. And it was really rough for me. Well, that is a perfect segue into today's episode topic, which is none other than you. Me. You. The ICYMI team thought that the best way for y'all, our listeners, to learn more about Candace is to immediately put her on the spot and make her divulge her entire internet history. So that's what we're going to do after a short break. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm back with ICY, my co-host Candice Lim. That has a nice ring to it, don't you think? Mm, it sounds good, tastes good, smells good. I love it. <laughs> So this is basically an extra special version of our internet diary segment, which is usually an excuse for me to talk to the coolest people on the internet, except this time I've somehow convinced you to stay for longer than an hour long interview. I think I may be entering my scammer era. So we know what your first internet memory is. You mentioned AOL before the break. Was that the first platform that became a regular part of your life? Like your spiritual internet home? Uh, I wish. I mean, look, I'll say that I was definitely an AIM girl. That is how I was communicating with my fourth grade friends at home, which it's like, what are we communicating about? This is not <laughs> Slack. Um, But you know what? When I think about the first platforms I really loved, I really used, I have a very weird one. And the answer is Yahoo Answers. I loved Yahoo Answers. Yahoo Answers? For context, Yahoo Answers is the less sexy Reddit. It's a forum style where you just like post a question and people answer. It's still anonymous. I think you just needed a yahoo.com email to post or whatever, but I loved going on there. I loved coming home and being like, ooh, what are the girls asking today? Um, and I think <laughs> I would probably compare it most to like Reddit's AITA, am I the asshole kind mm. of thing where it's just constantly updating. People are constantly prompting some type of discussion, which also exists on Twitter. Um, but there's a moment in everyone's life where you go from lurker to answerer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was someone who did ask the question, <laughs> Why in the first Twilight movie do they only play baseball during thunderstorms? I know the answer to that one. Exactly, exactly. So I was like, I know, I know, I know. And I told them it's because these vampires, they're so mm-hmm. powerful that when they mm-hmm. strike the bat, it sounds like lightning strike. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's only one third of my answer. Um, <laughs> The second platform I wanted to bring up is DisneyChannel.com. Yo, those games... Okay, so the game that I was obsessed with and I actually played during the pandemic for nostalgia reasons is The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody Pizza Party Pickup. Woo! Wow, that was not my (laughs) ministry, but I do think I would recognize the interface immediately. I mean, let's play a little clip of just the gameplay and tell me if you, like, remember the sound. Oh my God. I feel Mm -hmm. like I just was sent back to a simpler time sitting in front of my family's computer. Yeah. You were sent back to a time when there was only one iPod Nano. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, this game I played constantly. I beat it every single time. But I think what it also kind of taught me was just how susceptible pop culture would become in my life because the synergy, the cycle of synergy is that I come home from school, I sit on the couch, I turn on Disney Channel, I watch The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Great. I go to my laptop. I go to DisneyChannel.com. I play Pizza Party Pickup. (laughs) I wake up the next morning. I go to school. I turn on Radio Disney. Like, (laughs) there's just something about the way that Walt Disney took his hand out of the cryogenic freezer and put Mm -hmm. it on my throat. Wow. That's the mental image that I will be thinking about for a long time. What else do you have for me? (laughs) Uh, My last one is 
omg.yahoo.com. So as you can tell, my family was a Yahoo family. Don't ask Clearly. me on that. Um, but omg.yahoo.com was a celebrity journalism site, I'll say. Uh, mm. It was a grid website where they would just post like nine of the top stories of the day. And I just remember this era very distinctly as like Paris Hilton was trying to become a singer. So that's where Stars Are Blind is coming in. Lindsay Lohan is about to take more drugs and la 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 like just mm-hmm. constant and I think it had a very like just Jared Jr. vibe of just like there's no story to this but here is a photo of Vanessa Hudgens eating a sandwich like that that's it mm-hmm. that's the story it's giving Dumois but earlier exactly and so I think what's just funny is that you know I became obsessed with celebrity culture celebrity gossip because of this site like i just remember being so pressed to come home every single day and check it out and be like okay Lindsay lohan was spotted with samantha ronson but who is samantha ronson okay she's a dj and her brother is mark ronson who's mark ronson oh blah blah blah, blah. so like that's a very who weekly kind of way of thinking wow. um i will say one thing is that when you're in third grade people in your class don't really care about celebrity culture. And so I think what started to happen is that I felt like I was living two lives. I was living this life as a real girl at school and being like, here are the topics I can discuss. Math, books, boys. And at home, I open this laptop and I am just in a different world. I'm in a different community with people who care about very specific things, but I know how to get in there. Um, And I think sometimes that was kind of an isolating experience for me as a kid, just feeling like I was living two lives and I couldn't figure out which one was really me. So like there's two bright sides to this, I think. The first one being, you know, like when you enter high school, people start waking the hell up and they start talking about like water cooler TV, right? So people are are just kind of like, oh my God, did you watch The Walking Dead or Mad Men last night? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you know that January Jones in Mad Men dated Jason Sudeikis? Blah, 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 blah. She has a kid that no one knows who the dad is. Like that's where I started entering the conversation. And I mean look at me now like I used to work at pop culture happy hour and I still read celeb gossip constantly and my interests have essentially become my beats my career and I think a lot of journalists have that similar story but I just am now realizing how full circle everything is and how so much of what I do has to do with my first internet obsessions on that iBook G4 Mm-hmm. You have been preparing for this moment your entire life since you were in third grade and got that G4 laptop. I mm. honestly, I bow down. I feel like you were talking about this double life you were leading, this IRL life where there were certain topics that everyone spoke about, and then this online life where you could kind of dive deep into whatever interest was currently had you in a chokehold. Which brings me to my personal favorite question. What was the first fandom you joined? And where did you find them? You know, it's really funny because as we speak of a double life, I must bring up someone I just mentioned, who was Hannah Montana. I would say uh, America's greatest FBI agent. Um mm-hmm. Look, the whole story of Hannah Montana is that by day, she is a regular schoolgirl named Miley Stewart. And by night, she's Hannah Montana, pop star to the stars. Therefore, what is the first fandom I dive into? MileyWorld.com. 
Not MileyWorld.com. <laughs> what is MileyWorld.com? It was kind of a fan site where you would just log in. You know, it was at, it was a little club penguiny where you'd be like, "All right, I'm in the chat tonight. Hey guys, let's talk about this episode. Oh my god, do you love that song? Life's what you make it." Um, I did get catfished on this site. I did get catfished on this site. I love me so much right now. Okay, so at the time, Miley Cyrus had a best friend. Let's call her a public best friend named Mandy. Mandy was like kind of mm-hmm. a dancer, I think, or trying yes. to kind. Of, she was kind of a sidekick to her. Mm-hmm. If you know Mandy, it's because Mandy and Miley were allegedly in a weird beef with Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato, who at the time were also best friends. But there was someone on MileyWorld.com who <laughs> DM'd me, claiming they were Mandy. Claiming. And they were like, oh my God, Miley's right here. What Do you want to say something? I'm like, oh my God, hi, I love you. And she was like, if you do this, then I'll make you the top fan of the day on our like website homepage. Now, I'll be honest. I don't think there was extortion. I don't think there was money exchange. And I don't think there was any like weird photos exchanged. Mm-hmm. But this is weird. Like, why are you catfishing me, a child <laughs> with a laptop on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday? Um so yeah, that was the first fandom I ever joined. And actually, I'll also admit that Miley Cyrus was like the first celebrity I ever sent a fan letter to, like a handwritten postage in the mail fan letter to. Oh my God. I'm really learning so much about you. And we're going to have to do a whole episode about the um, gone but not forgotten MileyWorld.com at some point. But we need to move on to the present day. Present day Candace, who has been made and shaped and formed by these, you know, experiences as a child. So tell me what a typical day on the internet looks like for you every day i wake up now here's the thing this is sounding like this is sounding like a day in life tiktok and it's like no 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 no. get ready Um, with me (laughs) so i'll start here i think i am a bit more of a reddit youtube tumblr person that's kind of where my uh inclinations go i am on twitter but i mainly use alt twitter that's we'll get there but basically I wake up and sometimes, I don't know about you, I don't want to get out of bed. I am demotivated. I'm sunken. Uh huh. The Casper mm-hmm. mattress has yep. me in a grave. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, what will encourage me to wake up and fight this day and fight the allegations <laughs> that she isn't waking up? <laughs> uh, fighting the nine to five allegations. Mm-hmm. And the answer is I wake up and I watch YouTube vlogs. I usually watch one. And for example, this morning I watched Kelsey Kreppel. Um, she is married to Cody Ko, who is most known for founding Tiny Meat Gang, that whole universe. But um, Kelsey has really cute vlogs that just show her going about her day. And I think there's something psychological of being like, I'm watching this person start their day. I'm watching them go to the office. Mm. Okay, I too. I too may go to the office and rise. Um, 
But I will also say Cody Co. started a channel called Cody Trains, and it's a fitness channel because he um, decided to train for, I think, like a marathon or a triathlon or an Ironman or something like that. And there is kind, and I did get a little worried where I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. I'm about to enter uh, alpha male territory. I'm about to enter horse boner pill territory. Uh oh. Um, but instead, he has motivated me to get up, but I don't run. Let me be very clear. Fitness is like literally. If Pavlov, if Pavlov has a triangle of needs, that's not even on the triangle. It's in the dump truck outback <laughs> steakhouse. Anyway, um, but yeah, I would say typical day on the internet. Go on YouTube, watch a vlog. I work allegedly. Allegedly, we have jobs and we do mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's not surprising that our daily lives and our daily research does involve going on TikTok and YouTube and Twitter. And it's a lot of just finding stories, verifying, blah, blah, blah. But when the clock strikes six, I turn into a different beast. I <laughs> I log off my computer and I log on to Reddit where I check like four four subreddits. All right. Um, number one, Bath and Body Works. I need to know are the sales. <laughs> I need to know. Number two. Selling Sunset. Now, Selling Sunset Reddit is very good when the season is on. And by the way, as you're listening to this, I believe Selling Sunset is in the middle of a season. Mm-hmm. There's just so much going on. I love it. Uh, number three, Bob's Burgers. I watch Bob's Burgers every single night. It's a comfort show. It just lulls me to sleep. But also, I will say if you're someone who is just looking for a really warm place to just kind of commune, like the Bob's Burger subreddit is always an extremely nice place. Like people are not mean. People are very mm. sweet. And they always just talk about things like, oh, my God, do you remember in this episode when Louise said this and then it came back? Da, 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 da. And last, it's Faux which is the Reddit mm. subcommunity about Dumois because when I first started following Dumois, it's like when you feel yourself getting a cold, right? You just, you just, you just feel it, the cells yeah. breaking down inside yeah. of you. Yeah. And I remember being on Dumois on Instagram and just being like, this is a path that can only go down in my psyche because look, mm-hmm. I do have a true belief that Dumois, it's the QAnon of celebrity gossip. And by the way, there are worse sites like it. Anyway, I go on FOMOIS. And FOMOIS is actually more of a pop culture celebrity gossip place. So they don't always talk about stuff on Dumois. But they'll post like, oh, my God, did you see The Weeknd said this? Oh, my God, did you see this Rolling Stone expose? Mm-hmm. And I think what I like about the community is that even though sometimes they get a little wild, they're very critical. They are analysts. They are thinkers. And they... <laughs> Kind of like me when I see Camilla and Sean stepping on the street and I'm like, ah, PR relation. Like, that's the type of people we're talking about. Um, But yeah, that's kind of my four in the rotation. And I would say, I guess, podcasts count as internet. So um, if I have to shout out like a podcast that I really love, it's Hold Up with Dulce Sloan and Josh Johnson, which is a daily show podcast. Josh is a writer for the show. Dulce is a correspondent for the show. And they just do this really fun podcast that has a YouTube component. So that's kind of like where I go. Mm. And they just debate really stupid topics. For example, French fries versus onion rings, Waffle House versus diners. Um Ooh. 
summer versus winter they're just so funny i love them and that's that's usually how i end my night this part please cut out i just wanted to say that i'm currently at war with chipotle so every single day i check the chipotle app and i (laughs) and i instigate a fight with pepper (laughs) <laughs> who is the customer service chatbot because they haven't given me my reward points for the last three burrito bowls. And so every day I check that up and I'm like, where are my bowls? We're definitely not cutting that out. Oh, uh, no. But we are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more Candace. In 2007... TV network CBS dropped 40 kids in the middle of the New Mexico desert as part of a brand new reality show. These kids would have to build their own society from scratch. And if this sounds like Lord of the Flies to you, well, it was meant to. We were on this mission together. We were going to prove to the world that we could make a better society than adults could. I'm Josh Gwynn, and I want to know what this wild TV experiment was really about. Split Screen, Kid Nation, a six-part podcast from CBC. Available now. Hi, y'all. Hope you're enjoying today's show and the introduction of our new co-host. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. We're thrilled to have you here. In case you missed it, our show comes out twice a week on Wednesdays and Saturdays. You are currently listening to the Saturday episode. Wednesday's episode featured an ICYMI fave, Nadir Goff, returning for a sequel episode. We were talking all about the quiet luxury movement and how stupid it is. You don't want to miss that. We got real incense. And I'm back with Candace. Um, you know, there's this question I get asked a lot, and it is, how are you so hot and beautiful and smart? And I never know how to answer it. But there is another question I get asked that you will also get asked along with how are you so hot and beautiful and smart, which is, as someone who covers the internet, how do you have fun on the internet when it's your job? Is there a space or a site or a subreddit you go to where that little voice in your head that sounds a whole lot like an editor says this could be a story just shuts up? Uh, first off, the answer to your first question is I use the same tretinoin as Hunter Biden. It's the 0.025%. Put it on pea size every night. Delicious. Um, wow. <laughs> but I think this is a really good question that I also asked too at my last job at Pop Culture Happy Hour. I remember going into that job and asking during the interview process, you know, like, I love watching TV and I love watching film, but I love it because it's a hobby. I Mm. don't have to do it for work. So my question is, at some point, did you hate TV? Did you hate listening to pop culture podcasts and blah, 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 blah? And my supervisor at the time gave a really good answer, which is just that, you know, surprisingly, she hasn't lost that love. And that's actually a good starting place because You know, I've worked on shows and I've done I've worked on beats and I've reported on things that I just don't care about. And I think all of us do that, especially if you're in journalism school. Like, do you really care about the parking lot behind the auditorium? No. (laughs) But um, I think the beauty of what we do is that when it comes to like the entertainment industry, It's the same five streaming sites, right? It's the same five studios, companies shelling you the same thing. And on the internet, there's something a bit more free market about it. 
But I think what I mean to say is you're going to find your place. You're going to find the subreddit, the Tumblr, the website that allows you to kind of just check out and be yourself and, you know, cultivate something that's a hobby, not a job. Um, And I think for us, what that means is also setting boundaries of things we don't want to talk about on the show. So, for example, I love the Bob's Burgers subreddit, but I don't think I have anything I want to say about that on this show because that's kind of my own special place where I go to when I just feel like my mental health needs a boost or I need some type of solve, like a weighted blanket on my brain, blah, 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 blah. I will also add another thing. I do indeed have an alt Twitter account. Now, I want to be very clear that there are a lot of people who open alt Twitter accounts for evil, malicious purposes. They are harassing women they are harassing people of color they are putting genuine negative energy into the space and that is not my goal at all the reason i opened my alt twitter account which you guys will never know about is because of the bear uh the bear is a show on fx on hulu starring jeremy allen white and aoa debris as chefs and if you were around for the summer of the bear you know that j-a-w Mm. He was everywhere. Carmi, mm, he was everywhere. And people were thirsting at him on on Maine. On Maine. On Maine. On Maine. And I wanted to keep my job. Yeah. And so I said, let's start this alt Twitter <laughs> and go back. Like all the tweets. They're a little, ooh, fire emoji. They're a little, ooh, same. Uh, and so when I talk about my alt Twitter, basically, I only follow five accounts. I only follow fan accounts usually so it's like pedro pascal updates elizabeth olsen updates and i don't really engage on a comment level i don't really write anything i'm a lurker pure lurker um but there is something nice about the fact that when i go on alt twitter I'm not going to see my coworkers. I'm not going to talk about journalism. I'm not going to, you know, talk about things that are maybe a little triggering for me. And so that's kind of where I've been able to divide myself. But I also think this is something that you also think about a lot, which is the fact that we we work in an industry and we do a job. But I think for us that ability to have things we love is a strength. That ability to understand community is a strength. And I think as long as we harvest those communities we cherish really, really well with boundaries, I think we'll be okay. And I also will add, have I written fan fiction that I have not posted on AO3 or Tumblr? Yeah. And you're never going to see it. Unless you I mean, pay me. <laughs> never say never say never, because the thing is we are paying you. So Oh, that's, oh, oh, oh man. Oh, this is oh, this is the oh, subpoena. This is the subpoena. Okay. So those are all the important questions. I'm gonna do a rapid fire round. So Go that means it. every single answer has to be a line or more. You can't think about it too hard. Okay? Got it. All right. One. What's your favorite meme? What do you reference the most? Not the banging. I knew you had great taste. Um, 
Next question. I spent an undisclosed amount of time on your Twitter. And um, A, I did notice that you don't shit posts. And I did think she has an alt. There's no way that she does not have an alt. <gasps> B, I noticed a lot of retweets at one time of one Harry Edward Styles. Are you a stan? Not anymore. Uh, I'll be honest. After DWD, Don't Worry Darling, and the whole Olivia Wilde stuff, I checked out. Checked out. That, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Who are you a stan of? I'm going to say Lee Pace, Riz Ahmed. Elizabeth Olsen, Jeremy Allen White, unfortunately. Honestly, great choices. What's your favorite mm-hmm. episode of ICYMI? Backyardigans. Wow. A real throwback. Um, what's your most deeply held but least provable internet conspiracy theory? Mindy Kaling, baby daddy. I'm going to give you one more line. What? <laughs> I am willing to believe that BJ Novak is the biological father of at least one of Mindy Kaling's children. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay. And final question. And then, you know, we'll keep hearing from you for forever because you're mm-hmm. here to stay. If you were to institute one rule that everyone on the internet had to follow, what would it be? Before you post, ask yourself two questions. One, is this mean? Two, how would I feel if someone said this about me? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I know. I know. Mine is that we should segregate teenagers. (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) By by age? Yeah. Teenagers should have a separate internet from adults. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, when I was in third grade, once again, at this one-to-one laptop program, like, they would do this thing where at home our internet was restricted, so you couldn't go on certain sites. But at school, they just kind of assume that like, oh, why don't we give you free internet access because your teachers are supervising you? And I was like, you idiotas, I'm in the (laughs) corner. I'm in the corner breeding puffles on Club Penguin at 9 a.m. What are you talking about? Vocabulary test. (laughs) Well, now that I know that you're willing to do um, a light amount of, I'm not going to say crime, but, you know, um, 'er ne'er-do-welling, I feel like this is a great partnership. I think we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. And I just want everyone to know that the reason we have a good time is because this is a great team. This is a great team that is doing the work, coming in with a lot of different tastes, but a lot of voices that we need, and I'm really excited to elevate and work with. I also just wanted to say that I answered all of those rabbit fires. Like, I literally was on Family Feud, you know, the final round or that second round where it's like a rapid fire. I literally was coming at it with that type of concentration. I was like, Steve Harvey, let's go. Final answer. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what we need. That's what we need. I mean, we're prepping you for the return of high-speed downloads. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those will be coming back. And so much more because we're in the new ICYMI era. The Candace era. Ooh, the Candace and Rachel era. The the Carechel, the Randis. We're going to work on that. We're going to work on that. All right, that is the show. We, as in me and Candace, will be back in your feed on Wednesday. So please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss the new era. Please leave a rating and review at Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions like... Oh my god, Candace is great. That's not a question, but you should DM us that anyway. And you can mm-hmm. also always drop us a note at icymi at slate.com. 
ICYMI is produced by Sierra Spragley-Ricks, Candice Lim, and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of audio. See you online. Or on MileyWorld.com.